Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Scholars Podcast. This is episode three. In episode three, we heard from uh, current seniors who are graduating, and they offer advice to rising seniors, that is current juniors, about the application process, senior year, and a lot of other cool stuff. Thanks for listening. In this inner circle, we have a group of people who were in a very similar situation as you guys in the outer circle are in. And so instead of just sending out articles or bringing in college counselors or having me sit down and talk to you or Mr. Rudy or anybody else, we're going to hear from people who were in your position and are now in a new position. Um, And if I look at the survey, some of the places that juniors are applying to, I'll just throw some of these out, are um, Michigan State, Eastern, U of M, Wayne State, U of M, Dearborn, U of M, Ann Arbor, Lawrence Tech, um, New York University, Bowling Green, Western, Central, um, USC, University of Chicago, Howard University, etc. And sitting in this inner circle are people who were accepted to Western Michigan, University of Michigan, Howard, uh, Michigan State, Central, Wayne State, U of M Dearborn, Ball State, Pratt Institute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the people in here probably have some insight to provide to the people out here, okay? So the purpose of this exercise is really just for you guys on the outside to gain some insight because getting advice from a senior at Thurston High School in this program is going to be much more beneficial than getting advice from a senior at Thurston or getting advice from a senior at Los Angeles West High School or getting advice from a senior at RU or advice from a senior at Cass Tech or advice from a senior at West Bloomfield. Does that make sense? Because there are some very specific things that they're going to be able to share with you um, that maybe you wouldn't get elsewhere. Okay. And I think the context is different now. How many of you guys, once you went on a college visit, the, the reality of college set in a little bit more than before, of what it could be and what it was going to be? This could include the seniors, once you got your foot on campus, okay? So you might hear things differently now than you would have when you were a ninth or 10th grader. So I'll start with some questions, okay? And we'll kind of open it up to the seniors. And then juniors, if you guys have any questions, obviously feel free to to jump in. I do ask, if you don't want to pay attention, that's your, well, that's your problem, but I don't want you talking if either I'm talking or one of the seniors is talking or one of the juniors. So I'm going to open this up. Seniors, if you think about where you were a year ago, what was your sort of um, approach to narrowing down what schools to apply to? So it's kind of a two-part question. What was your approach to narrowing it down? And then would you have changed your approach at all knowing what you know now? So how did you go about deciding where to apply? Trinity. So um, when I started applying, I had like a notebook of like all the, well I also used Common App and I had like a list of everywhere that I was thinking about applying. And then 
I took the notebook and I looked at like every college's website and if I didn't like how the website was set up then I knew like if it wasn't organized enough then I wouldn't feel comfortable because I like to be organized. So that's how I got rid of like um, Spellman. Like I was about to apply but then like also looking at like, so I was like, well I don't really like how it's set up and everything. So then I was looking at like um, Boston University and then like NYU and like Michigan, U Chicago and stuff. So like I also set it up with which one offered me early, like and like early decision. What is early decision? Early decision is when you apply basically by November 1st and you will get your decision by December and you will know if you got accepted or deferred. And early action is the same thing, but early decision, if you get accepted, you have to go there. Okay. So I knew I wanted to focus on the people that offered early action rather than just regular decision. So then that's where I apply. I spent all my energy focusing on early action before I even looked at the application for regular decision. And so then once I heard back from U of M for early action, I kind of just like relaxed and I didn't really put pressure on for the regular decision because like I knew U of M was my first choice. So after I already heard that I got in, kind of just relaxed on the regular. Got it. So you prioritized so that you were only really focused on the schools you really knew you might want to go to and applied for those for November 1st. Mm -hmm. How many of you guys did apply for early action, November 1st deadline? Are you glad you did that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Any other insight on why you were glad to do that? Because, I mean, beginning of the school year, you come back, you're a senior, you're fired up, you're excited, right? It, it could be very easy to say, well, these places I can apply till February 1st, right? So why was that a good thing for you to wait to just get it done by... by I'm not applying now. <laughs> because you're not applying now. Yeah. You're kicking back and relaxing. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know like a lot of the places people listed are bigger schools. So uh, like Michigan State, I applied really late. And all, like Wisconsin is the only one I did early action. And I wish I would have done more early action because the spots like really do fill up. Gotcha. So you don't want to be like last minute because sometimes it's not about whether or not you're a good student or you'd be a good fit there. It's just about whether or not they have space for you. Mm -hmm. Good point, yeah. Um, when I did with Michigan, when I found out, um, I started worrying about scholarships specifically for Michigan, so I started filling out those, and it's better to know that because you can take up scholarships from the college um, before the people who find out with regular decision, and a lot of people started finding out with regular instead of like early because like I was one of like two people with early action and everybody else was regular so I kind of already had a jump start on what scholarships were available or what like uh, programs I wanted to do. Got it. Anybody else on your process for figuring out where to apply? Because I mean there are thousands of universities probably more than that and you get mail, you get emails, you guys starting to get email and mail from different schools. They got their nice glossy catalog and cool websites and I mean, how do you narrow this down? Yeah, Maddie? Um, so for me, I narrowed it down based on like what I wanted to do and like what I wanted to major in. And like now I don't even know what I want to major in. So like mm. I kind of wish that like, like I really liked all the schools that I applied to, but I kind of wish like maybe I shouldn't have just focused on the major like specifically because now I don't even know if I want to go into that. That's but like I found a lot of really good like other schools and like found out more what I liked based on like just looking at schools with like that major. 
that's an interesting point. And I want to highlight that because know that you probably, there's a really good chance you will change the thing that you might want to study, either bef before you go to the school or after you get there. And so looking for the, uh, the fit otherwise is, is important. So like if, if you go, hey, I, I really want to do video game design with, uh, you know, video game design and psychology and veterinary medicine. So I've got to find a program that combines video games and animals and um, what was my other thing? Psychology. And psychology, yeah. The psychology of animals and video games. And you narrow it down to like three schools. And then in, you know, October, somebody invents something that solves all those problems. Right? Then you're kind of stuck. So looking at kind of a broader base in terms of where you, you know, the criteria you use for where you want to apply. Other, other people in here, how did you make your decision? I mean, did, did you get encouragement? Did you have family members or teachers say, hey, you should apply here? Were there other things that impacted your decision? How did you even know where to apply? How many schools did you apply to, Carl? Um, I think six. Six, Tristan? Four. Four? Four. Four. I think eight. Eight? Like 10 or more. 10 plus? Four. Four? Seven. Seven? Two. Two? 10 plus. 10 plus? Nine. Nine? Six. Six? Four. Four? Two. Two. Okay. So as a general rule, I think five is a good number. Once you get over 10, you start to wonder, like, do you even know what you want? Right? It'd be like, hey, hey, who would you like to go to prom with? Hmm, I can think of 10 people that I want to go to You got to narrow it in a little bit. Okay. Um, so seniors, what would you have done differently from after AP exams until November 1st? You could do it differently. What might you have done differently? Yeah, Adam. I kind of like kicked back for like a long time. And then like it started getting like toward the November 1st deadline and I was like, I should really be thinking about this. So then I had to like really rush and do all of it before my deadlines and like December and January, mm -hmm. and if I could go back, I would have started way sooner. Would have started earlier. because yeah, it was just really stressful. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, the only time I ever started looking at, like, the application for schools was, like, September, like, the early September, and I just looked at the questions, and I was like, that's enough for today, and then I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't touch back until, like, like, weeks later, and I was like, okay, let me write down bullet points, and then mm -hmm. after that, I moved from bullet points of my ideas to then writing my essays but I wish I would like look at because like the common app opens up like August 1st I wish like maybe sometime during August when I was just sitting around on my couch during the summer I was like let me organize my ideas mm -hmm. and then like September I could use for writing and then October can all be just me like fixing my essays because mm -hmm. I know I was up until November 1st like <laughs> like October 31st I was like let me edit this essay and everything that I'm about to submit to this college. So I wish that I spent like all of October editing instead of just writing. Mm -hmm. So maybe some time in August to focus in on the essay. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could do like a boot camp or something mm -hmm. up here. Would early August, mid August, or late August be better for you guys? Or does it matter? What is the second week in August? 
cams is usually it's either the first oh, or the second. Okay. I'll find out. I'll work around that. I'll work around that. Um, so let me let me uh, fast forward a little bit. Well, actually, let me back up. How did you guys decide what AP classes to take your senior year? How did you decide? I just kind of. I like knew that I wanted to take four, but knew you wanted to take four, and I knew I wanted to take AP Psych, and then it was like probably like it was during junior year. I was like, I guess I'll take AP Calc because mm -hmm. I like pre-cal, and then we like there's a meeting in the auditorium about AP classes where mm -hmm. you were talking about like AP seminar or whatever, and I was like, I think that was when I was like, okay, these are the four I'll take, but mm -hmm. it was kind of just like. Whatever. You didn't make, you didn't analyze it too no, much. No, I was just like, I'll take these ones. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know freshman and junior, you don't have really much access to like the STEM focused AP classes. Mm -hmm. We're usually you look, uh, history and math stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, not history and math, history and writing. Yep. So I wanted to do the math and science stuff the last two years. Gotcha. You want to focus on math and science, yeah. I knew for math, I was already in pre-calc junior year, so I was like, I don't want to take statistics or, like, algebraic modeling. I was like, I don't want to do that, so I was like, okay, I'll do calc. And then, like, for bio, I knew I didn't want to be in just, like, regular bio, so I was like, well, let me just take AP. Gotcha. So I'm not, like, just, you know, like that. You wanted one. to stretch yourself a little mm -hmm. bit. And I knew for environmental, I, that's what I wanted to do, so I chose environmental. Got it. Like yeah, Tristan. Um, for Calc, it's kind of the same as Trinity. Like, I was already in pre-Calc, and, like, I wanted to kind of continue learning more about that because I kind of like math. Mm -hmm. And I was good at pre-Calc, so I wanted to challenge myself with AP Calc. And then AP Lit, I didn't have an English class junior year, so I wanted to have that going in for like college essays, like prepare myself for college and the writing classes. Mm -hmm. And then bio, my major is gonna involve stuff with that, so I wanted to. Gotcha. How many of you guys on the outer circle are in pre-calc right now? Keep your hand up if you're planning on taking AP Calc next year. One, two. You know what that makes up maybe half the current class we have? So people in calc right now, Yeah. Speak to the class itself. So I, I want you to, to the extent that you can, take yourself, you know, remove yourself from the teacher for a minute and just talk about calculus and how it's different from pre-cal. As I understand it, Mr. Anderson was telling me, who was, was mentioned that calculus is like, basically math is relevant up through like algebra one and then in in Algebra 2 and Pre-Calc, it kind of drops off, like it's not really relevant anymore. And then when you come back to Calculus, it's more relevant. Does that sound... <laughs> it makes sense, okay. depending on what you're doing, because okay. Algebra 2, that was all graphs and stuff, and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> but inside Calculus, it's the fact that certain things relate to each other, mm -hmm. and you can find those if you have some things. Like if you have a <laughs> position formula, you can find acceleration and speed just from that. Mm -hmm. And then all these just relate to each other. Got it. And you <laughs> can... Also, oh, calculus is basically like you, 
just do like two things. Like yeah. you just like learn how to do one thing for one semester and then one thing for another semester. Yeah, and they relate to each other. Yeah, like it's like, like you just only do two things. But it's yeah. like the study of change kind of, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, basically like I agree with Alexander for like calc. The only time I would ever think I would actually apply calculus other than like algebra to mm -hmm. something is if somebody's like, Tell me the velocity, but I'm not giving you distance over time and stuff, and I'm giving you just an equation, then I'll be like, okay, I'll find the, like, and also, like, with derivatives, is all slopes and everything, so you're just finding the slope of, like, with a quadratic or, like, more than that. So, like, it. is it useless? Possibly, if, depending <laughs> on what you're going to, yeah. but, like, yeah. That's it. One thing I do know from talking to colleges is if you take Calc your senior year, it's it's a big like sort of star on your application because what you're saying is I am not afraid of the hardest math class in my school, and that is a statement that especially if you want to go into anything STEM related is going to go a long way with the with the admissions counselor so I don't want to go down a calc rabbit hole <laughs> but you want to close this out for us Maddie okay I was just gonna say like I'm not I can't like conceptualize like those two so like I was like really nervous about calc mm -hmm. and like so like I don't understand how everything relates sometimes and things like that and like the calc part like calculus like that actually isn't that bad and like mm -hmm. I'm not like super like great with math but it's like the algebra and like that type of stuff that you need to have like a strong background on got it because like the actual calc like the actual calculus isn't like you just have to memorize a couple of formulas mm -hmm. but the algebra part is what like trips you up sometimes. so you got to have that foundation yeah. Yeah. yeah once they start throwing in triangles it's over <laughs> <laughs> there's not very many but right. try, try, yeah. yeah there's very few but Anything that's it's like I heard a kid one time in algebra, he's like, I was so, I loved math so much, and then they just started bringing in these letters. Why do they have to have letters in math? I loved it when it was just numbers. Um, question, questions from the outer circle. You, um, I do want to share first, well actually, I'll pause, let me shut my mouth for a second. Juniors, questions. These guys are exactly where you're going to be in one year. What um, questions do you have? Someone says they're taking pre-calc and lit together. Pre-calc and lit. AP, AP calc and lit. Is that like a hard workload to do together? No. Oh, okay. There's not a lot of homework in AP calculus. Um, also, if the homework's not greatest. Like, Miss Holton oh, yeah. gives us a lot of time in class to do our homework, like, mm -hmm. two, like one day at least. Yeah. And then AP lit. She gives us a lot of time also in class, and like her, she doesn't give us a lot of homework at all. So it's very doable. Yeah, don't be scared of the workload for Calc because it's, uh, it's not bad, and she'll go over every single problem she assigns you. She'll let you, like she she's, she's very organized with the work, like she has a predetermined schedule. We finished our book, like what, three weeks ago? Yeah, we were like, yeah. We literally just, just doing a review for like these next two months. months. Wow, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Other questions from the outer circle? What's AP Bio like? Like, how's this set? <laughs> <laughs> that one's hard to explain. <laughs> Are you Brianna, you want to take a stab at this one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Maintain AP positivity. 
maintain positivity. AP Bio is very discussion-led, and um, as far as like work, like you know, like writing or a textbook or something like we do pogos, which is basically a packet. So um, you would do some type of like packet work, and then you would connect it back to the discussion or to the topic. And a lot of the things that we do, um, or like, it may seem like we're stuck on one thing for a long time, but um, it's bringing in different parts. So like we did a, a lesson on like a, a disease, like DMD about muscles. So we were learning about cells and we were learning about um, heredity and like, and then we like, basically we just branched off a lot of different things. But um, but yeah, you're. I feel like, she always says like you're learning more than you think you are. And sometimes I feel that because I might go to a packet or I might be in a discussion and I might be like, I actually know what she's talking about. But, um, or actually understand this packet. So it seems like, I don't want to say it seems like you're not learning, but it seems, um, yeah, it's sporadic. Yeah. As yeah. someone who didn't take normal biology before, I was kind of like nervous going in because I just like literally knew nothing about biology. And it does kind of feel like you're not, it doesn't feel like AP work when we're doing it, but I definitely have like learned a lot about biology. It's idea-based instead of fact because of how they reworked the AP test. I was in I was in regular bio before they did the changes to your guys' classes, so I know what the difference between the two yeah. is. Yeah. So instead of like, you gotta memorize a bunch of terms, yeah. it's more like look at this scenario and be able to explain yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, AP, the AP test specifically puts on information they don't think that your teacher taught you so that they can see if you can figure it out based on something you did learn. Yeah, and, like, I was scared because I have the review book, and, like, the first chapter of the review book was just cells, and Miss Hero did not talk about cells at all. But there's also a lot of stuff where she'll be just, like, talking, mm -hmm. and she'll be like, you don't need to know this at all, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. So there's a lot of stuff, like, we don't have to learn about mitosis, like, all the details of it. We don't need to learn details, like the textbook will, like, give us, but it's more just the concept. Gotcha. Um, real quick, Did you have yeah, question, go. Okay, so I left, um, this is my week's side over here. I'm go taking ahead. Um, regular bio right now, and I was considering taking AP bio because I wanted to go to the university because I know that's important. And like you were saying um, that you're learning about like DMD and stuff like that, like we're learning about that too, so I, wouldn't, I don't know if it would be like beneficial for us to go over the same concepts that we did, we're doing right now. We've been well, going over DMV since the beginning of the year. Yeah. So like like um like I depth. said, she, yeah, she brings in a lot of different oh, other so different stuff. Yeah. And she, yeah. Yeah. she just told us today, she was like, Yeah, the regular bio kids are learning about D and D, but they're not gonna go nearly as in depth yeah. as what we did. So you guys are should be fine. Because um she takes the like those um like packets and stuff and because she likes the way it's like set up and just uses that and then expands on it for her AP classes. It's also important, like, because even though you're in an AP class, a lot of the stuff in bio, like, will easily go into, like, deeper, higher level college stuff. Mm -hmm. So some things, like, she's like, just don't worry about, like, figuring out these type of things because you're going to keep wanting, you're going to want to keep asking, like, more questions. But, like, she's like, that's, like, grad level questions. Like, you don't need to, like, worry about that. So you can't get, like, stuck on, like, the little details about things. Mm -hmm. You guys can think about the college application process, okay? Which, to be honest, really began, probably began your junior year, but you jumped into the Common App and whatever sometime in August. 
what are, what are the things that you wish you had known going into that process and or that tripped you up or slowed you down along the way? Things you wish you had known, yeah. Adam. I wish I had taken a closer look at like the portfolio, like, um, like the specific portfolio like things for mm -hmm. each school because they were different and I had to make like three different types mm -hmm. of portfolio um, and I wish I had just looked at that so I could be better prepared. Got it. So look ahead of time at what the expectations are on each application. Yeah. Um, with some of the questions, like every school might have like your regular common app, but then like supplemental questions. And I just wish I looked at the supplemental questions earlier because there was this time where they a they were asking me questions. They were like, what would you like most benefit from a Jesuit education? And I was mm -hmm. like, let me look up Jesuit yep. for a minute. So like, gotcha. I just wish I like studied the mm -hmm. supplemental questions mm -hmm. ahead of time. For example, U of M's there, you know, what is, what, if you could do one extracurricular, only one, what would it be and why? And if you just say, I would do drama because I really love doing drama and it is fun. <laughs> so you gotta think very deeply about what that would be. Another one is a question about um, a community that you're a member of. Think about a, a, think about a community that you were a member of what is your place in that community and explain its significance. That takes a lot of thinking and writing and working through stuff. It's not just something that you can go, oh, it's just like a packet. It's October 31st, I'm just gonna throw it together. Um, those questions are available right now. I mean, you can go online and get the questions for the Common App questions. They're not, they haven't changed for next year. Um, so getting ahead of it on that kind of stuff. Yeah, Francis. I feel like I wish I would have had uh, more teachers read my essays because I didn't want to be criticized on them really. Mm -hmm. But then I had Mr. Brader read it and he had like a lot of criticism about it, but it was like four days before November 1st. So I was pretty devastated because I was like, I have to rewrite my entire essay in four days. Yep. So I just wish I would have like had more people read it, even though I didn't want to be criticized. It would have been better to be criticized like, a month before instead yeah. of four days before. Yep. And I'll tell you this. If you come to me the day before, I'm not going to be that critical. So you're not going to get, you're not going to do your best work. Now, if you send it to me on August 1st, I'm going to destroy it because I know you've got, you know, a couple months to do it. That's actually what you want. And over the summer, teachers, you know, I, I know I do work over the summer, but if you send me an essay on August 10th, you might be the only kid who sent me that essay. If it's August 31st, I might be looking at 40 essays. Right, so the more you get out ahead of it, the better it's gonna be, yeah. Okay, so I just wanna like advice for like everybody because I know a lot of people are applying to Michigan. And so advice with the supplemental essays is like with the community essay, don't like, yeah, like I was talking to Rihanna, she was like, don't think about it too hard and I was like, that's a really good, that's really great advice because like you would think, oh, community is like, I'm a community of people who do such and such or whatever. But I wrote about how like, or like the community you come from, maybe it's small town, big town or whatever. But I wrote about like the community I am. I wrote about Redford and South Redford and I said how it's diverse and it's something since I just came here to Thurston, I was like, well, this is something I never got to experience. And I like how 
South Redford was diverse a little and how I can like apply that to U of M and everything. And also with like for any college, when it says why this college, the best thing you can do is do like a frick ton of research on the uh, college and just go crazy, look up like special, like ex specific <laughs> programs and everything yep. and specific professors. And just like, if you put that in your essay, they're gonna be like, well, this person like actually cares because they did the yep. research. Yep, that's really, really good advice. So when you apply to a school, it's like if you go on a date with somebody, you can impress them if you've kind of, well, I don't want to say you've done your research, but <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you ask a lot of questions as opposed to just say, well, I wanted to take you on a date because you're really cute and I like you. It's very generic, right? So if you, if you say, I want to go to Michigan State because they have a good basketball team and I really like the campus because there's a lot of grass, they're not going to want to accept you. If you say, I want to go to Michigan State because there is a specific professor named Linda Johnson who works in the biochemistry lab and I've read her latest book and I want to study under her because of the way that she approaches cell division in uh, walruses, <laughs> they're going to say, wow, this person really knows their stuff. Okay, And I say this knowing this is gonna, you guys are all going to come to me and go, well, I don't know, why do I really want to go to NYU? Well, guess what? If you can't answer that question, you shouldn't apply there. Well, New York is a cool, exciting place. Yeah, join the other 10 million people who are going to say that, right? So really think specifically about why you want to go to a school. Um, yes, Trinity. No, Oh, thank you. Trinity. What was your, uh, how did you narrow down where you wanted to apply? Location. Location. How close it would be or how far it would be from my house. Okay, location. How about you, Jamesa? Acceptance rates and graduation rates because I noticed like if a school had a high acceptance rate its graduation rate was kind of like low and if it had like a like a in the middle or like a lower acceptance rate their graduation rate was high. Oh, did you guys hear that? Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Why do you think that would be? So, go ahead, Zaria. Yeah. Yeah. So a school that's easy to get into is easier to drop out of, if that makes sense. If it's hard to get in, the chances of you graduating is much better. There's also some other really cool numbers you can look at. Percentage of students employed six months after. Debt, average debt when they come out. Um, I have a lot of that information in that green book over there, which you guys are welcome to thumb through at any point. <laughs> no, I don't have a lot of debt, thankfully. Thanks. I did. I mean, I borrowed money for school, but. Um, any other questions? General or for these guys? Yeah. It, August 1st? However, the, the essay questions, which are the hardest part, are available right now. So we can start writing our essays. Right now. Why do you think we, I did that on the survey the other day? Um, yes. 
So what you guys are going to do is create a document with all of your essay questions in there, and I can start to look at them immediately. Like now? Like yes. Like tomorrow. Seniors, thank you for your insight. I appreciate it. And um, the chairs need to go somewhere. Just leave them here. There. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to episode three of the Eagle Scholars podcast. See you next time.